Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. The Tedges as we continue all the way to episode 441 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Okay, I'm getting a lot of negative energy from you, and I don't like it. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad to join us. Let's start off like a new record with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Yes, we're a, uh, we're a few voices <laughs> short this week. Uh, this, this, this is just this, this time of year. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna if it's not one thing or it's another. Brittany works yeah. retail, mm-hmm. which granted she works Monday through Friday most of the time, which is good. But we're going to the holiday season, so extended working hours, overtime, that yeah. sort of thing. So yep. Brittany has to get up at ass crack a, a clock for work. Oh, so. Stupid o'clock. <laughs> yes. So if she's smart, if she's not already in bed, in bed, she will be soon. Yes. Uh, and, and then Chrissy's got a sore throat. So <laughs> yeah. that was me two weeks ago when we, when you were off seeing uh, Metallica, yeah. I had yeah. what Chrissy's got and couldn't talk. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's no fun. It's a season. Yes. For all the gross stuff. Yes. Among other things. So. Mm-hmm. That being said, we shall soldier on. So, first up, just a little bit of news looking to the 2024 convention season. Uh, the folks over at PopCon have updated a few things. So, um, Indy, the PopCon Indy is uh, still on track for the end of April of 2024 which i know is really soon uh comparatively (laughs) to what we're used to but Mm -hmm. it all comes down to the convention center and when they have openings and they give priority to other groups over popcon even though popcon's been doing this for 10 years yep less Um, than six months away yeah yeah unfortunately you know event we i think we say this every year because the because the date changes every year Mm -hmm. people are like ah um, but, you know, at least for the, the Indianapolis Convention Center, I can't speak for all convention centers, but from what I understand, um, they give priority and, mm-hmm. uh, events like Gen Con, which are signed on for the next, like, five million years, are already <laughs> penciled in for early August, essentially, okay. for the next, you know, century, Basically, uh, a permanent Las Vegas residency, in other pretty words. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then we also, it alternates between the men and the women's, but we host the Big Ten tournaments. Uh-huh. That's um, right. Yep. Every every year, we also, FFA has their big convention here every year. The firefighters have their big convention here every year. So, there are rather, there are several lo- lo- large events uh, that uh, make the convention center a hell of a lot more money than PopCon, so they get dips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
and plus the marching band competitions in the fall. So such fun. So yes, PopCon for Indy is at the end of April. Um, and then Louisville has moved. It was going to be in June. Now it has moved to late August, but it has also moved lo- locations from mm. the uh, convention space over by the fairgrounds to the uh, Kentucky International Convention Center, which is in downtown Louisville, near the oh. KFC Yum Center. Ooh, hey. So. That- not bad. <laughs> It'll be a little nicer because since it's downtown, there's a lot of hotels within walking distance, if not uh-huh. attached, which was not the case <laughs> with this year in Louisville. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Upgrade. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, yay, more food options, which that is definitely true. That too. <laughs> and it's a very nice. And that's a very nice convention center. So they, they remodeled in the last... I don't know how many years, but I was I was quite impressed with it um, when I went back in uh, 2019. So. So there is that. Um, And then really, other than that, we have uh, in your feeds uh, newest episode of Gold Standard with our 90th best picture winner, which is crazy to think about right uh, 10 more and you hit triple digits <laughs> well the, the oscars haven't even gotten to triple digits yet so uh <laughs> we'll get there when they get there exactly uh, yeah so but the 2017 Guillermo de toro directed film the shape of water um and then for our patreon supporters of gold standard this month's Patreon episode is now over in that feed for you with the 2000 Cameron Crowe directed film Almost Famous. Ooh, I can't wait to listen to that one. That's one of my uh, favorite mm. music based films. Yes, it's got a very good soundtrack. <laughs> yes, so. it does. And there's one scene in particular I love with a certain uh, Sir Elton number. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's several Sir Elton John songs used, but yeah, the, the sing-along is, is yes. quite fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And one little more bit of housekeeping. I'm not sure when this episode is going to drop, but we are a few days away from the poll for December's book club book choice poll being closed. So if you haven't already gone and voted yet, please do so. Mm-hmm. Yes, hopefully... Just wanted I to put it out there. This, yeah, I, hopefully we'll get this up in a day or two of us recording like I usually do. Uh, along mm-hmm. with the loss of access to Zoom, I also <sighs> had to re... I had to change my access to all of my editing software. So it's like I'm still using the same software, but I had to change all my like logins and stuff and update everything to the newest version because i wasn't even using the newest version so that was fun Um, which can be a pain in the you know what yeah especially when your computer starts telling you that its hard drive is completely full (laughs) but i can't delete anything Mm -hmm. yes and i was like chauncey had to like practically emergency order me 
external hard drives drives, because all of the external drives i was that i had were getting full and i still was (laughs) barely emptying the hard drive on this machine so so basically almost 10 years years of podcasting Uh and more than a decade of having a youtube channel uh i've generated a lot of content and it's at the moment spread out all over the place i need to get it so that it's a little easier to find if i ever need to dive dive into the archives for anything so it's like so basically chauncey was doing his best impersonation of uh montgomery scott (laughs) yes a little more power and in more memory yes yes so thank you chauncey Yes, when I had to, when, yeah, you, you know, you, you make a lot of digital content when you have to upgrade from a one terabyte hard drive to a six. Holy Hannah. Yes. <gasps> I didn't know they made such a big number oh, of yeah. an external hard drive. Yep. Good to know. <laughs> yep. And it's I a good thing stuff, that he, he went ahead backup. and was like, yeah, actually they have bigger, but he decided to go with the six and uh, I'm uh-huh. glad that I'm glad he went with that and not another one because uh, the six is already, if it had been a one, it would already be a quarter full. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yes, I'm glad that he went. Thank you, Western Digital Hashtag, not a sponsor. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. Gladly. They they, have, they make good uh, external hard drives. Gladly <laughs> yeah. take a Western Digital sponsorship, please, and thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway. On to feedback. Uh, yes. We've got feedback from Shalane. Yay, hey, Shalane. Yes. She says, well, it's about time you girls finally got to Frozen. I, I, <laughs> I don't think necessarily she meant it that way. That's just the way I, I interpreted it. Uh, uh, because I've been sitting here and waiting and waiting <laughs> since it came out in the movie theaters. <laughs> I thought you girls were going to talk about it when the pandemic hit, but we didn't. Now I can give you the feedback I've been saving since it came out. <laughs> First one, I, specifically, she's referring to Frozen 2. Okay. Uh, yeah. First one I saw, Frozen 2, where they found out about what happened to their parents. I guess I got tired of the Frozen and Tarzan theory and showed what really happened to Anna and Elsa's parents. It also is just like Once Upon a Time storyline, but different. They show Elsa got her powers. The mother came from an enchanted Janded forest, not from the once upon a time forest. Yes. And the father mm-hmm. came from a royal family. Now we know about the opening number title songs from the first frozen that sound like Lion King came from. The village people where Anna and Elsa's mom came from the song from song that song in the second movie. Also, both Frozen 2 and Once Upon a Time, Anna and Christoph got engaged and are getting married. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to the songs. Elsa got not one, but songs that are earworms one time i was watching the making of frozen 2 and the crew or were asking uh me to watch a song that was going to be a huge hit into the unknown or show yourself but they were both successful songs along with lost in the woods let them tell you lost in the woods is quite a boy band song similar to nsync and backstreet boys and like the easter egg of bohemian rhapsody we also got a little Easter egg of Let It Go, and I love how Elsa is like, no way, that song is done. <laughs> also, Dina Menzel and Jonathan Groff have chemistry. They were in Glee years before Frozen. Yes, they were. 
and they've also both been in very very successful broadway shows adina and wicked yes. and then mr groff in hamilton uh yes. minus the john travolta mispronunciation during one said award show yes <laughs> yeah before Frozen 2, and since the first movie, we got two shorts of Frozen. Frozen comes to Once Upon a Time, and Frozen got a Broadway show. Stage production is coming to the theater company I work at next summer, along with Anastasia. Very cool. A ride nice. at Disneyland, and so, so much more. After Frozen 2, we got more fun things in the Disney parks and a little Olaf shorts. Speaking of shorts, I think you girls talked a little about Frozen Fever. Have we talked about Olaf's Frozen Adventures and What's Upon a, What's Upon a Snowman and Olaf Presents? No, we did not. So, um, maybe we should at some point. We should talk about like mm -hmm. our favorite shorts from different things. Ooh, that would since, be a good. That, since uh, shorts are becoming topic. like a very common thing, like we've got yes. all the Olaf shorts, and we've got the Groot shorts. So, yep, we've yep. got some of the little Star Wars shorts. Yep. We got some other Marvel. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. Uh, we'll add that to the ever-growing list. The pants that don't go all the way to your knees. I also read that Anna and Elsa are honorary Disney princesses along with Mirabelle from Encanto, but Anna and Elsa is on my Disney princess list and Mirabelle's on my non-Disney princess list. Plus, I, Aisha from Disney Wish is going to be a Disney princess. Yeah, the Disney princess, official Disney princess list. They stopped doing coronations after Merida from brave um and uh they may or may not bring that back eventually but the i guess Disney's not too concerned about it for now so especially considering they would have to like adjust it so it's disney princesses and queens mm -hmm. because technically elsa was queen and then yep. she kind of abdicated and now Anna is queen of Arendelle so it's like that's probably why they stopped because they were like oh what we can't that would get confusing even for the people that know better so I don't know I'm just guessing so um uh it has been amazing that they got Broadway actresses to be part of the Disney family like Adina Menzel Jonathan Groff Judy Kuhn and now Ariana DeBose because she was in Hamilton in the new West Side Story movie. And I like her in West Side Story. She sounds amazing for Wish. Also, Ariana was in stage production of Hairspray. Yeah. Also, it's good that Jennifer Lee, the director of Frozen, came and turned over being chairman of Walt Disney Animated Studio after John Lasseter retired. Plus, Frozen and Wish are directed by Chris Buck. Frozen came out for the 90th anniversary of Disney and Wish was released for the 100th. Plus, Rosa came out during the 10th anniversary of Wicked, both starring Adina Menzel. Since this year is the 20th anniversary of Wicked, next year we finally get a movie of Wicked with it all started. All-star, and it is a two-part movie. Yes, yeah, it's going to be an all-star cast. Um, since The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King... Where the crown jewels of the Disney Renaissance, Princess of the Frog, Tangled, Frozen, along with Rick at Ralph, Big Hero 6, Utopia, and Moana are along the crown jewels of the new Disney Renaissance, a.k.a. the Disney Revival. Mostly as the Disney princesses are the crown jewels for the new Disney era, but we had Disney not princess movies like Big Hero 6 and Zootopia. I can't imagine that uh, Wreck It Ralph would want to be considered a crown jewel of anything. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Vanellope would. 
Uh, <laughs> since she is a princess, uh, but uh, somehow I do not think that uh, Ralph would like to be a considered a crown jewel of anything. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> although he is friends, they're all friends with the Disney princesses. So yeah, crown jewels by association. Yeah. Plus, Frozen is the first Disney animation not done by Pixar to win an Oscar for Best Animated Feature, and the first time since Tarzan was Best OG Song that was not done by Pixar. Fun fact, this is the second Disney movie that the Lopez's that the Lopez's won down. The first one was the 2011 Disney movie Winnie the Pooh. Both them, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and like are like Alan Menken along making great songs for Dizzy. Plus, if you girls remember Brian Hull singing Let It Go with Dizzy Voices. Yes, he's done that. Fun fact, he got to be in an animated movie since, yeah, he was in the uh, uh, Hotel Transylvania. Um, I remember when he made that announcement that he got uh, cast in that. So since Encanto came out, the song We Don't Talk About Bruno has surpassed Let It Go. Yeah. <laughs> Those are two. They're two completely different vibes, though. So, uh, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Alan Tudyk starred in Rick and Ralph and came back to Frozen. More Disney animated films, like pretty much everything: Bikira Six, Zootopia, Moana, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Ryan the Last Dragon, Encanto, Strange World, Disenchanted. He was also in Pixar films like Good Dinosaurs, also Star Wars Rogue One, live action Aladdin. He was Iago, the new Peter Pan, and Wendy, and more. He's similar to Pixar's John Ratzenberger, and I think, I think John retired after Onward. I don't think Ratzenberger has retired from doing voices. I don't think. I don't think I've heard that. Uh, but yes, Alan Tudyk is the John Ratzenberger of Disney animation that is not Pixar. <laughs> So a couple episodes ago in the trailer for Wish Drop, you girls finally talked about a Disney animated origin movie that's not a sequel. I just started college when Frozen came out. I remember the teaser trailer for it, and it was hilarious, and Frozen came out. It was amazing. I met a Disney buddy in college class who was so obsessed with Frozen and Wicked. She went to New York City, and she met Adina Menzel. Cool. Sadly, she won't be my, she won't be my friend or let me join her Once Upon a Time Club. Aw. But I never saw or heard from her again. Well, that's their loss. Because I've already better Disney and Wicked Buddies. Good. Since my next college adventure at a different university, I found better Disney musical friends who are much nicer to me than the last one. That's good. Always upgrade. One of them went to Disneyland a thousand times and the other worked at Disney World. When I went to Disney World, I didn't meet Anna or Elsa, but I got a picture of the Hedges, Hedges art in Epcot. Oh, that's cool. The only Disney musical I've seen, the... That counting the ones at the Disney parks, Beauty and the Beast, Tarzan, Little Mermaid, Newsies, Mary Poppins. I was on crew for that one at the theater company I work at. That's very cool. Plus, it's Disney OG that the theater company did before I worked there called When You Wish with all your favorite Disney characters like Snow White, Mary Poppins, The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Newsies, Mulan, Tarzan, The Princess and the Frog, Tangled in Moana. For Tarzan's stage production, they only have the actors dress up as gorillas and birds and other animals. They couldn't do Puck. Puppets for Tanhor the Elephant because the Lion King already did puppets. Did you girls by any chance watch the Disney short Once Upon a Studio? I watched it and cried. They had all the characters from all 61 animated films, including Pete the Dragon. It is good that Disney does care about their movies that, that flop at the box office. Yes, it did make me cry. Mm-hmm. 
Very much yes. so. I mean, it's very, very cool. But then there's that moment where Vicky's looking at the picture of Walt and you hear Fiend mm-hmm. in the background, which if you're, a, you know, if you know your Disney trivia, you know that was Walt's favorite song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very, I'm getting a little teary, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, getting a little dusty. <laughs> getting yeah, a little dusty, too. Yeah, it was, that was really good. Uh, <laughs> I think it made most people cry, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing, you two girls missed a trailer for the animated film done by Sony that's starring Chris Pratt, Garfield the Cat. I don't, I don't think we missed that. I think I skipped that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I keep forgetting to ask you girls that. Did you girls know he was going to voice Garfield the Cat? Unfortunately, I think that's pretty much why I skipped it. So, like uh, <laughs> Mario, I was good. Lego mm-hmm. Movie, absolutely. Yeah. Onward. Yes, but mm-hmm. I, find something else to do. I'm sorry. Uh, and really, do we need to try to bring Garfield back again? I wasn't impressed with the other two animated movies. If Bill Murray could make, out. if you could make, couldn't make Garfield happen, what makes you think Chris Pratt can? Yeah. So just let us let us kids have the Garfield cartoon from our childhood and and the comic strip itself and just let it be. Mm-hmm. Another trailer you girls forgot to mention is the sequel to Inside Out, where we get a new motion. And this one's voiced by my Hawkins from Stranger Things. We're going to get two Pixar movies next year because of the strike. We get one. Their Pixar movie, Elio, is set to release in summer 2025. Yeah, we got a little teaser for Inside Out, too. But that's it. Um, though, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the the emotions that children feel, and now they're gonna have to deal with teenage emotions. Oh lordy, uh-huh. there's, there's, yeah. they're, they're, we're not just getting a new emotion; we're getting a whole bunch of new emotions. <laughs> that, that, that control board is going to be. Huge. We might even need like a character for just hormones. um, Yeah. In general, Uh not a specific emotion, just hormones. Uh Uh, Yeah. Uh, She says, "P.S. I'll let the Spider Verse talk. I'll 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 let the Spider Verse talk. Wait until we get to the either the Marvels and and or Loki." P P S S. <laughs> Let me calculate the Disney movies from each area you girls have talked about: Golden Era, Snow White, Silver Age, 101 Dimensions, Dark Age, The Black Cauldron, The Renaissance, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Hunchback, Hercules, and Milan, The Millennium, Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, Lilo and Stitch, Revival, Frozen, and also don't forget the read the Disney Twisted Tales. Conceal don't feel. What if Anna and Elsa never knew each other? I know the twisted tales are on the list. Uh-huh. Oh. Our list is never ending. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a not so good, but also a good problem to have. Yes, exactly. So, but thank you for your feedback shalane and then we got yes. some feedback from aaron subject line is what if you hate the way he picks his nose and eats it all men do it <laughs> so gross hello my favorite host i really like frozen and didn't expect to when it first came out i've also seen this 
three different forms. Starting with the movie, I found myself getting out of the Disney Princess movies over the years, mainly because I feel like the destination is almost always the same. Frozen flips this formula. We get a number of the same beats between Anna and Hans, but without those, the payoff wouldn't work as well as it does. The reason I like this movie so much, instead of the true love being between a princess and a man, she's known for 16 minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny because it's true. It's yep. between two siblings. You're not wrong, Aaron. You're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> There's so much depth to sibling relationships and speaking from experience with my own sister, no matter how bumpy it can get, blood is infinitely thicker than water. This being Disney's answer to the true love trope is what I adore most. Me too. I haven't watched the sequel mainly because I just don't care to see my thoughts of the original Tarnish. Maybe it's just as good, but I can't find it in me to give it a try. And as far as the live action adaptation goes, I really balk at the Michael Sheen casted opportunity. <laughs> but if Alan Tudyk doesn't reprise his role of Duke of Wesselton, I riot. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I think there's quite a few of us that would die on that hill there. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, you know, as far as looks are concerned, I think Michael could pull it off better. So, but that that's just that's just me. So, uh, Alan Tudyk, he's tall and lanky, and I mean the the Dugal yeah. Town is kind of lanky, but he's got a very round head, which Alan Tudyk does not have. <laughs> But the, the beard, the 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 big handlebar beard. mustache. He, who I don't know if Tudor could pull it off. I need to yeah. see more evidence. And we of know that. Michael Sheen could. Michael Michael oh, yes. has done a lot of facial hair in his career. Uh, so. Prodigal Son, staged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So anyway. Second, years ago, I saw Disney Frozen on ice when my dad, when my eldest nephew was young and fell in love with the movie. It was an odd production because they took the first 45 minutes of the movie and stretched it out to almost an hour and a half. Then took the remaining hour and crammed it into about 20 minutes. The two things I remember most, one of the two leads face planted on the ice during a routine, but very elegantly recovered. And then my nephew sitting on my sister's lap, gleefully screaming, let go, let go. Over and over again. These these days, as a tough, cool 12-year-old, he hates it when his younger sister wants to watch it. Finally, I also saw Frozen on Broadway back in August. I really enjoyed both it and the adult beverage they were selling to tie into the show. <laughs> Gotta love a themed beverage. Uh-huh. Take care, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. For your feedback, as always. So... So does that mean you pick your nose and eat it? Because you said all men do it. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we are going to sound the spoiler alert. Because we are sticking with the House of Mouse, but moving over to the MCU. With the Marvels. Which I managed to finally see after a week and a half of being out, and I did not get spoiled. So go me! <laughs> That's quite was, the feat. I was very nervous. I was very nervous that I was gonna get I was gonna get spoiled on something. So uh, thankfully, that did not happen. I don't know if that's because it's done so badly in the box office or what. 
Uh, Which is a shame. So that means there's not as much online chatter, and therefore I'm less likely to get spoiled? I don't know. Yeah, it is a shame. It is very much a shame, unfortunately, as we were discussing in the chat. Um, that uh, I know in general there is, quote-unquote, superhero fatigue. People are kind of done with superhero movies in general. Not just the MCU, but this is the 33rd film in the MCU. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that. Um, it is uh, Samuel L. Jackson's 15th appearance in the MCU. If you count TV and film. Uh the, the various series that he's made appearances in. Um, so that is a lot. That, that is a lot in one universe. 33 films, and that's just films. That doesn't even count, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cat, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 in, in, uh, Inhumans, um, and, you know, Agent Carter and uh what's what's the other Dag was it Cloak and Dagger? I think uh, so. Yeah, Runaways. Neither mm-hmm. uh, of those I've actually watched yet. <laughs> I need to. Um so and then all the Disney Plus shows. So um there's 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 a lot. Uh and uh, I and I also know some people that are like you know they're into it, but for some reason or another they've fallen behind. And I'm sure some people feel like, oh well, you know, if I'm this far behind, what's the point in trying to catch up? Which I understand that too. Although with this particular movie, actually, you don't really need to know a whole lot going into this one to be able to 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 understand what's happening. So, because they they do a pretty good job of explaining both Monica and Kamala's backstories and where their powers come from. So, mm-hmm. um, so that helps. So you could actually jump into this one, no problem. I think. Oh yeah. If if you're a little behind, it, it would not be that be that big a deal. Um. So. Uh, that being said, if you have been keeping up, there's a lot more you're going to catch. <laughs> so, uh, I saw nods and winks and wink, wink, nudge, nudge to, to various things. Um, so, but yeah, this is, um, you know, uh, a, a, a very female driven film, uh, Nia DaCosta, um, she is the fourth woman to direct an MCU film um, after Anna Bowden did Captain Marvel, uh, Kate Shortland did Black Widow, and Chloe Zhao did The Eternals. Uh, Nia is also the first black woman to direct a Marvel Studios movie. Um, she also has a writing credit uh, as well. So um, uh, the screenplay was actually written by three women. Uh, Nia DaCosta, Megan McDonald, and Elisa Karasik, I think I'm pronouncing that right, hopefully, Um, which um, 
Elisa was actually a writer on Loki. Um, so that's that's uh good. Um, and then Megan um has written for uh WandaVision. So uh they they kinda know what they're they kinda know what they're doing uh around the, the MCU. Uh so um although Nia comes actually from um a horror background because she did the 2021 remake of remake slash soft reboot of Candyman. So, but I, I think this was written, written really well. Like I said, it's easy to follow. Um, this is also the shortest MCU film at an hour and 45 minutes. Um, the next shortest, uh, which I cannot remember off the top of my head is an hour and 52 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a couple that clock in at about that. I think one of them is, uh, uh, Thor, the dark world, and then the incredible Hulk. So those are about an hour and 52 minutes a piece. Um, so, but, uh, this brings together. Um, Monica Rambeau, uh, the daughter of Maria Rambeau, who was Carol's best friend back in the in the nineties when they were in the Air Force. Uh, of course, now uh, Monica is all grown up, and uh, she has not seen Carol uh, for a very long time since essentially since Carol left at the end of Captain Marvel, uh, and then we know from. Uh, WandaVision that uh, Monica got blipped uh, so she lost five years and her mom unfortunately uh, died from cancer during that um, and then Kamala Khan who we met in the Miss Marvel Disney Plus series who um, is a mutant and therefore has latent abilities that and we see in this movie she is able to use without the bangle but the mm-hmm. bangle is just kind of what woke it up and kickstarted it which is kind of what was explained to her um towards the end of the, the miss marvel series um that her her dna is not the the same um uh, as a regular human she is a mutant um which that is important uh <laughs> for a number of reasons <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, oh, and then we see the return of Nick Fury, um, after, uh, being bugged, uh, from his, 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 uh, pseudo vacation after, uh, the incidents in, uh, Sparta brand far from home, uh, and then the blip, <laughs> mm-hmm. she got blipped, um, and all of the stuff, which I guess, this was supposed to come out. This film was supposed to come out before Secret Invasion, and therefore it would be easier to explain. I guess the the scrolls. Honestly, I don't think it really mm-hmm. matters because the I don't yeah. think having the scrolls in this was really a surprise. Not really. I I honestly I think it the the fact that the scrolls after everything are still trying to find a place to live is not like anything earth shattering. I don't think so. Um, so honestly, I think this works either, especially considering the damage that the saber base takes in this. 
I oh, think yeah. it would make more sense to have this after Secret Evasion because then it's like you would have to be like, oh well, they got everything fixed, right? But in this case, it's like, oh, you know, everything happened in Secret Evasion. He went back up, then all this shit went down, which I was saying <laughs> at the end of Secret Evasion, where he took uh-huh. his wife, and we're all like, yeah, we're gonna go be diplomatic and stuff with the scrolls and the and the Cree. And then here we see some of the fallout of that, seeing that Nick Fury, that was a pipe dream, thinking that you could have diplomatic uh, yeah. peace talks between these two mm-hmm. uh, factions. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like the Vulcans and the Romulans, you know, name your species or yeah. groups that are, it's just like, yeah, we're going to be diplomatic, but we're still going to have the knives behind the back and fingers uh-huh. crossed. And yeah, mm-hmm. just don't turn your back because uh, we're going to attack. Yeah, yeah. So I act, I actually think this still works. Having mm-hmm. this come out after Secret Invasion. And yeah. you can just be like, you know, where's Nick Fury's wife? Well, she was off doing something somewhere else. You know, that's easy enough to explain away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Or Nick got uh, the lead on something that something else was going down. And uh, sweetie, you need to take the vacate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or that, you know, something. Uh, so maybe we find out she's allergic to cats. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, every, or, or, or the Flurkin variety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we'll be getting to that. Yeah. Uh, just remember what I said when we've talked about musicals recently in the past and the yep. ones I like and don't like. <laughs> it went there. It went there. So, um, but because. Carol, Monica, and Kamala's powers are all based in light, using the light spectrum of, in some form or fashion. They end up getting intertwined, and they have the whole thing where if they use their powers in a certain way, they end up switching places, which ends up becoming quite comical in some cases, mm-hmm. and uh, not so much in others. Um it's a good thing that shield slash saber has really good um insurance uh because the the destruction that happened to the con house Mm -hmm. which other than i mean okay i am not indian obviously or middle eastern of any kind i'm not indian or pakistani or or any uh, of that i am white so i i Totally am, am speaking from just outsider experience with a few Indian friends that I've had in my life. I understand that they are very communal and family really likes to be together. You know, they will get together for meals and any occasion that they can get together. So I can understand why Kamala's brother may have been over there when all of this went down but at the same time when they had to relocate he's married why is he <laughs> that was like a plot point in the miss marvel series was him getting married yet all of a sudden they end up at the rambo house in louisiana and his wife is not yet there yet his mom is all like you know this would be a great place to raise a family <laughs> like shouldn't his wife be involved and some of this, 
Yeah. Or it's maybe like, he's d- helping. Does that mean that, he, that like, they want him the to move, move in there? Or is the entire Khan family moving in there? Because, I mean, their house in Jersey got absolutely demolished. Which I, mm-hmm. which is a shame. That's a really nice house. Hint that, yeah. You know. For Mama's none so subtle hint is if we move, you move. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's just going to have to call his wife. I mean, he tried to, he started to call his wife at one point, and Nick Ferry is like, no video chatting in space, you know. Uh, so I guess he's just going to have to call his wife and be like, honey, how do you feel about Louisiana? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the cons had a really nice house, especially for living in Jersey. Um, oh, yeah. Very nice so, house. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was still in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, New Jersey. Um, I like not having to pump your own gas. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's a nice feature, especially when it gets cold. Um, but yeah, and then you know the awkwardness of Monica and Carol not seeing each other since Monica was a little kid. Even though it turns out we find out in flashbacks that Carol actually did come back at one point. She just saw Maria and not Monica mm-hmm. when Maria's cancer came back. Um, and then of course Kamala is fangirl over everything. She's given yeah. Phil Colson a run for the money. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Yeah. If if we yeah, we need we need a new, you know, person waving the fan flag in the MCU. Kamala's got it. Oh yeah. <laughs> in spades. Uh-huh. So not that I blame her, because I would be totally oh, in no. the same way. If I suddenly found myself in, you know, like a uh, you know, in space in a spacesuit, spacesuit. I would start screaming too. But the minute I saw Nick Fury, I'd be like, "Hey, Nick Fury!" You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do I sign? What NDA do I need to sign? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's she is all of us as far mm-hmm. as you know. It's like, and the the thing is, is like you know, she's she's excited about these people, but at the same time, she's also one of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of the overall thing of bringing these three characters together is Kamala, who has worshipped Carol for a long time, realizes that while yes, she is a hero, she's also as human as the rest of us, and therefore fallible mm-hmm. and can make mistakes meanwhile monica has always seen carol as aunt carol and not necessarily a hero but then realizes how much weight carol has on her shoulders because of who she is and uh they all kind of have to like change the where they are in the uh you know the 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 spectrum of fandom and hero worship, so that it's more balanced. Um, mm-hmm. So that's uh, you know, and even and, and Kamala sees that too. You know, not just that Carol is human and is fallible, but also, you know, to it's it's cliche, but you know, there's a reason the quote has stuck around for as long as it has. With great power comes great responsibility. Uh-huh. And Carol 
has that in spades because she is an extremely, extremely powerful superhero as far as the MCU is concerned. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, she was almost able to take out Thanos single-handedly. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she is extremely powerful. Um, mm-hmm. But the I think that the the people in charge realize that like she it, really easy to just be like oh you know have captain marvel come in and be the MacGuffin that fixes everything because she's so powerful this brings her back to earth a bit more and puts her closer to the same level as a lot of our other heroes um and it's like just because she's super powerful does not mean that she can't make mistakes um and she does that in this coming out of the events in captain marvel where she realizes that you know the you know the this all-knowing all-encompassing power that the the kree were living by was bullshit essentially so Mm -hmm. find out that after she gave her ultimatum to jude law uh (laughs) At the end of the Captain Marvel movie, she kept on her promise. She went and destroyed, you know, this this supposed, you know, great, you know, all-knowing whatever being and thought that she was freeing the Kree to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. And in the process, it's destroyed. Uh, it, I mean, it really destroyed a lot of the the Cree like infrastructure, and uh, you know, was costing them at least one of their planets. Uh, yeah, you know, because they weren't they weren't able to function. Um, so their planet just went into decay. So then along comes, um, you know, this this uh, Cree. Uh, military leader Darben, who is all like, "Well, I'm gonna show you, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> annihilator," as she would call Carol. Uh, uh-huh. And um, I mean, all thing, all things concerning this, I'm kind of, I mean, it's you know, obviously a, a big deal, but it's a um, kind of a simple thing that. Um, that she came up with a Darben using the jump point system mm-hmm. and creating permanent open jump points to steal resources from other planets for their own, pla- you know, for their own planet. <laughs> so, um, uh, but it, in the process, you know, uh, one of those planets is a, a scroll refugee colony. And they're not able to stop her from opening up that particular jump point. And while they're able to get uh, a good chunk of the, the scrolls off of off of Tarnax, they weren't able to get all of them, which is where uh, Kamala, um, you know, first realizes that you know, even just being a superhero doesn't mean that you can save everybody. Um, and. Um, yeah, she gets a a bit of a uh, a wake up call there, 
Um, uh, but thankfully the scrolls that they did, they did save, um, are going to be able to find a new place to live. Thanks to, uh, you know, a little help from, uh, someone who knows a thing or two about relocating large communities. Yep. With the help of a certain biofrost. Yep. When I saw so, that rainbow bridge, I'm like, oh boy, I know where yeah. we're going. Yeah, and she's like, I called a friend and I'm racking my brain like, who the hell did she call? And then Valkyrie shows up. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. That friend. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, that we've tracks. got new Asgard. Mm-hmm. I guess Valkyrie's going to help them find some place to, you know, uh, relocate and then call it, uh, maybe they'll call it New Tarnax. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe they'll come up with a completely different name but yeah if you if you, you know, they managed to relocate all the asgardians so why not um you know because somebody I mean, who has experience i mean hey. yeah yeah and you know again the fact that this was released after secret invasion again i don't think really affects it because nobody ever said as as you know, as we saw in Secret Invasion, you know, millions of scrolls ended up relocating to Earth, which was a huge percentage of the known scrolls in, I guess, that part of the galaxy. But nobody ever said that every single scroll had relocated to Earth. So it's really easy to say, well, these these are this is a a, a a group of scroll refugees that just never relocated earth. They found this planet instead. And now they're going to relocate again with the Uh help of of Valkyrie. So yeah, again, I think it still works as far as the, the plots go. Uh, So yeah. Cause I can't say that. I don't, I don't think they could definitively say yes when the scroll planet was destroyed, absolutely every single scroll ever moved to Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so. Uh, then we find out that Carol got married. Yep. Called that one as soon as I heard the negotiations. Mom's just like, huh? I was like, I think that means she's married. What? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hala is the uh, the the Cree planet. Um, yeah, Aladna, where the uh, um, at, at some point, yeah, at Carol had married the the prince of the planet as a. It was purely political. Uh, yeah, but still, it was really cool to mm-hmm. see a planet where uh, they they. Uh, Communicate in song, so everything you mm-hmm. say has to be sung. Yep. Uh, it's also very colorful, very beautiful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I loved her dress. dress. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> yes, uh, the dress was so cool, and it was cool to, to hear uh, Bree sing. Yeah. That's something that she gets to do a lot. Uh, nope, she can. she can carry a tune better than yeah. I can, let's just get yeah. it that way. <laughs> That's something that she does a lot. Um... So, um, yeah, but then I guess the prince is bilingual, so you can actually talk, talk. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was like, he looks so familiar. I was like, mm-hmm. where do I know this guy's face from? Um, it's part. His name is Park Si Jung. Uh, he's a South Korean actor. Um, mostly doing uh television dramas, you know, in in Korea. Um, but um, I was like, I, he looks familiar, and I've I have not sit down and watched the entire movie yet. Obviously, I'm going to have to because we're going to um review it on gold standard but he is in parasite oh okay makes so, sense yeah and just like the Which gal who played a few years ago so who played uh, the scroll um baddie she was in an episode of doctor who i was like mm-hmm. I know her from somewhere i know her from somewhere and I, I was for the life of me i was confusing her with yes. another actress and then when i saw that I'm like okay that explains it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's um she's been in a, a, a few a few things. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's in Into the Dalek. So, <laughs> yeah. That episode. So, um um she's apparently she's also in the unaired pilot of Sherlock. <laughs> Which is why you haven't seen her, because it was never aired. Uh, but there's a, an unaired pilot for Sherlock. Interesting. Uh, and of course, you know, Tessa Thompson coming back as, as Valkyrie. Uh, Lashana Lynch, who played Monica's mother, Maria, comes back for flashbacks. And also, well, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> um. Along with some other familiar faces, but we'll get to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so while there, the three of our three girls are teamed up in the midst of all this fighting, and of course montage because you got to have a montage. In this case, them figuring out how to do the switching in a way that's not is less chaotic, and they use it to their advantage. Um, you know, Kamal is also trying to come up with a, a nickname for Monica. That also yes. uses the word Marvel. Mm-hmm. Doesn't ever quite come up with one. Um, that Because first off, Monica doesn't want one. Second right. of all, in the comics, she's not, uh, you know, Dr. Marvel, Professor Marvel, any of those. <laughs> she does have, in some comics, she does have a uh, a... a uh, name but it is not anything i mean she has taken on the mantle of captain marvel mm-hmm. but that's in carol's place that was back in the 80s uh but photon photon pulsar spectrum those have been the names that she's had since the 80s uh so um i also think she should take on spectrum honestly because mm-hmm. that's that's the way that she kind of described her uh ability anyway is that she is able to see the different waves of light in the mm-hmm. spectrum the electromagnetic yep. spectrum so call her spectrum uh yes <laughs> so makes absolute sense yeah 
Yeah. So, well, they're they're figuring out uh, the best way to team up so that they could stop, you know, crazy lady from destroying any more planets. Darben, um, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, Nick Fury is on the Saber Station, uh, orbiting Earth, and the Saber Station is being affected by the breakage that is occurring in the jump point system because the jump point system stretches like really from one end of our you know kind of universe to another um Mm -hmm. and it's all kind of electrically connected so as that is breaking down because of these forced jump points being added and then open and staying open it's affecting stuff around it, including the Saber Station. And the Saber Station has Kamala's family on it and a bunch of Saber and uh, Sword employees and uh, the the fancy elevator that we see Nick Fury use in Secret Invasion ends up going down. So all they have mm-hmm. is like, all they have is escape pods, but then a bunch of skate pods get destroyed. <laughs> so then they yep. only end up with like one or two escape pods. And there's hundreds of people on this station. And oh my goodness, what are we going to do? How are we going to get these people escape? Well, it turns out that uh, Goose has been mm-hmm. acting weird. Weirder yep. than usual. Mm-hmm. And that's because Goose is going to have babies. <laughs> yeah, when we baby and babies, we mean babies. Yes. Like hundreds maybe not hundreds but at least dozens yes dozens we're we're talking talking... almost the equivalent of tribbles yes (laughs) of of floor kittens yeah suddenly have suddenly taken over this station but that's okay because Kamala's mom kind of seemed to know kind of right off the bat when she was (laughs) when Goose was acting strange like yeah "Mm." she's like what are you feeding that thing because Goose kept getting fat and usually like yeah we've seen Goose like swallow very large things and this Goose's shape you know size doesn't change so the fact (laughs) that Goose seems to be getting fat is a little weird Uh and then these weird egg things that kind of look like brains Yep. start appearing in in different spots on the on the station anywhere that there's electricity essentially which you know i guess that's what need flurkin eggs need to incubate uh i guess is electricity or at least the heat co- coming from electricity i don't know um but yeah uh, goose suddenly has dozens of of children uh but that's okay because they realize that these flur kittens can swallow temporarily swallow multiple saber employees and then they can fit all the cats into one of the pods easily <laughs> yep all to the tune of memory Memories. from yes. cats and i about died the minute yeah. that the music started i was playing. just oh i was laughing so hard i was i was almost <laughs> crying oh laughter it was just like oh <laughs> And these people are running because they don't want to get swallowed by a flurkin, but they don't really have a choice in the matter. It's just like, just go with it. You'll be fine. They will spit you out. Oh, my God. So funny. 
so so funny. And then they did the they and, and try and then and then the same. And then you got Nick Fury. And then you got Nick Fury and Kamala's parents and brother literally herding cats. Yes. <laughs> Into this escape pod, and then yeah. they take off, and then they're in zero gravity. You've got all these flirt kittens floating around. <laughs> it's so funny. Yep. It's so it's, it's just like oh and they, yeah. And then they finally land in a park in New mm-hmm. York, New York yep. City, along the Hudson, and then yep. the flirt kittens just start spitting the the saber sword employees back at. And it's just so funny. And it's just like you're you're waiting for. J and K from MIB to come and start doing the memory yeah. wipe and all these civilians. Yeah, sorry. These are, this is New York. They have seen weirder at this point. Yes. So. True, it's been, but you know what I'm been, getting at. It's been, yeah, it's, it's been more than a decade since the Battle of New York, so you know. Yeah. Not Don everyone is Donna Noble and misses everything. So. Right, ex- exactly. <laughs> And hey, they landed in New York, so it's a uh, it's not that far to Jersey to the the Con House. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, they figure out the well, they you know the Saber base has to you know be abandoned for now. Uh, which again, having this post secret invasion makes sense. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, so all those people are safe. So now it's just a matter of of, of stopping, uh, you know, uh, Darben from destroying Earth, because that you know after destroying a couple other planets, where else are you going to go? Earth. Uh, why not? Um, but they figure it. They figure out how to how to how to stop her. Uh, get she has the other bangle. The, the pair to, to Kamala's um, and between using that and their different abilities they're able to stop her uh, and then they realize that if they infuse their energy into Monica that Monica can close the uh, breakage in the, uh, the jump point web um, but in doing so she is going to be trapped in another universe because right now with it open uh uh, you know, alternate universes could spill into our universe, so then she ends up getting trapped in another universe. So she's temporarily separated from Carol and and everybody. But you know, it's not going to be forever. She's not dead. She's just in a different universe. No, we've been here before. And she was, well, yeah, and Either she was more than willing to make that sacrifice too. Yeah, exactly. So, um. Oh, and then you know, because the uh, the damage to the Khan's house, I guess, is uh, too much to deal with. So they uh, they move into the Rambo household in Louisiana, and uh, in the meantime, Carol and uh, Kamala are friends. Are going to hang out, uh, but Kamala has got uh, you know plans uh, to to keep busy. Uh, and uh, decides to pull a Nick Fury. <laughs> yes. And uh, a pretty dang back. decent impersonation, to Going say at least. 15 years to our first ever post credit sequence with Nick Fury. 
coming to visit uh, Tony Stark. And uh, Kamala decides she's going to do the same thing and start, uh, uh, you know, uh, recruiting uh, folks for the young Avengers, starting with Kate Bishop. Yeah. At this point, Kate Kate Bishop really does not have a choice because she's already been propositioned by Natasha's sister. Right. And now she's got Kamala coming to proposition to her too. So sorry, Kate Bishop, you're you're gonna have to join the Young Avengers. You've already been right. asked twice. Uh, yep. Yeah. This is this is how it works. Uh, but that was cool. Do you really want to have to deal to with Val? Field again. Yeah. <laughs> and in the process of like, you know, uh, trying to re- try to recruit, uh, you know, Kate Bishop, she <laughs> Kamala's like, did you know Ant Man has a daughter? <laughs> That's like, of course, they're going to go after Cassie as as Mm -hmm. Um, you know, who else at this point? Yeah, we could kind of assume, uh, yeah, we'll get, um, you know, Natasha's sister. Although at this point, she's not really a teenager, but she's young enough. Yeah, thirty something or whatever. Like most of these superheroes were when they started. Uh, Right. Except for Natasha, someone to that's kind of head and mentor the crew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, she has a lot of training from being a former Black Widow. So, yeah. Right. She she does. It's just a matter of. Is she going to. The Young Avengers or is she going to stick with a certain. Ex-wife. Of a certain colonizer, yeah, with developing her own group, and would probably rather have a former Black Widow on her team. And is Kate gonna end up having to decide which team to go with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, are we could because we're potentially putting Kate in a rock at a hard place. Uh-huh. Because I mean, from what I've seen, most people expect um uh, uh well, I mean we know we know that the rich version of Captain America we had in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going there to the mm-hmm. Thunderbolts. Um I think most people are expecting Yelena to go to the Thunderbolts as well. So, um, I or guess it's you just think a- she might do a double, double deal secret agent I, and do both. I don't know. Cause I mean, she's very, I mean, she's very dedicated to her family. Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, she was doing what she was doing in Hawkeye because she was convinced that Clint was a reason Natasha was dead. But then when she found out that wasn't the case, then her loyalties switched. But at the same time, she also has... Uh, at least some sort of 
Well, hey, uh, that's the thing. Is does she have an allegiance to, um, you know, our, uh, uh, uh you know, our, our uh, Valentina, you know, Val. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's being called Val, but, um, you know, does she actually have a loyalty to Val, or? Does Val have something on her? And that's why she was working for Val. So that's the thing, is we don't know. So mm-hmm. there's there's still a little thing, yeah. You know, like I guess that, that's something they're gonna figure out. Um but I would hope <laughs> after hanging around with Clint Barton that Kate's into you know, Kate Bishop's first inclination would be to go with the gal that's with Nick Fury, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um you know, hopefully that that continues to to be the case, uh, but but still, you know, you know, I guess we'll have to see how that uh, plays out um, with that. And then we have our mid credit scene, which you know, if you're all like, "Oh no, Monica, she's ended up in another another universe," you know, uh, which one did she end up in? Well, we don't know which one, as far as numbering is concerned. Thank you, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. uh, for your weird numbering protocol. Alternate Christine, going screwing everything up. Um, I'm just going to blame it on the fact that that Christine is not part of our universe and therefore did not know what numbering system we were using. Because mm-hmm. uh, 616 just rolls off the tongue a whole lot easier than 19999 or whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we don't know which universe exactly Monica is in. We know it's not the same. One that Doctor Strange ended up in with Christine, uh, nope. and then that numbering numbering system with, uh, you know, um, uh, Captain Carter, and uh, certain uh, certain stretchy guy from the Fantastic Four, yep, among others, uh-huh. uh, and a certain certain Professor X. Uh, he's dead in that universe and he is mentioned outright in this particular universe by none other than Kelsey Grammer's beast uh-huh. <laughs> at least a version of Kelsey Grammer's beast yes. <laughs> aka Hank McCoy <laughs> so uh-huh. you know she gets found by someone and what are you going to do you're going to put her in uh, some sort of medical facility and therefore she needs to be looked after by a doctor and who is a doctor Hank McCoy yep yeah <laughs> proudly serving his namesake in another franchise universe mm-hmm. <laughs> yep um but yeah, he he name he he specifically says he mentions Charles, um, so yep. it can't be the Charles that we've already seen because that Charles is dead. So this right. has to be a different universe where a version of Charles Xavier is still alive. Uh, and, presumably, and get, it's still Patrick Stewart. I'm hoping, and and we get the excellent theme music subtly playing through yeah. the scene as well. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I know where we're going. Yeah, but 
there is also an alternate version of Monica's mother, Maria, who's not presumably not a mother in this universe to anybody. Uh, Mm -hmm. But she is binary in this universe, which is actually one of Captain Marvel's other names. Mm-hmm. That Captain uh, Captain Marvel has gone by. So, um, you know, Ma- uh, Maria Rambo in this universe has is is a mutant, um, mm-hmm. and is uh, you know, uh, binary. You know, known as binary. Um, so, um, we'll have to wait and see which you know, which universe this is exactly and who all is in this one because i mean binary in the x-men is not one that we've seen you know who knows which other x-men we may or may not know well uh when we return to this and obviously at, at some point likely Monica will get rescued and may or may not bring some of these x-men with her because my theory uh, which I've talked to Nick and some other people about this is when we do get the X Men in our universe, you know, Earth six one six as as the MCU universe, I'm calling it. Um, I think it's going to be a potluck of mutants from different universes. I don't think they're all going to come from one particular universe. I think they're going to be a mix because you've already got Kamala who's in this universe, who has already been labeled as a mutant. Mm -hmm. And then you've got, we know that there is some form of mutants team X-Men in that the one universe that the Doctor Strange went to, but Charles was killed. But that does not mean that the X Men that he was leading can't necessarily find their way at some point. And I think it. I think as far as like casting is concerned, and trying to bring in probably a combination of X Men that people know, just even if they just know them by name. You know, like if you rattle off the X-Men that people probably know best, just, you know, even if you just name drop them, Wolverine, Beast, Cyclops, Storm, Jubilee. I mean, that's five right there off the top of my head. Um, But there are so many. <laughs> there are mm-hmm. so many mutants that uh, that you know, have not been uh, have either not been portrayed in uh, film yet or had very limited screen time. You know, everyone knows Magneto. Everybody knows Rogue. Everybody knows. I mean, we had Juggernaut. That was cool. Uh, He has a really awesome theme song. Uh, (laughs) You know, Colossus. It was quite funny. you know, Nightcrawler, but I mean, there's so many others out there um, that have not had an opportunity to be represented. That's the thing with mutants is there's just so many of them. Um, so, um, you know, they could, I, I really think that as far as casting is concerned, 
they're going to have the most wiggle room because so many of these characters we've already seen played by at least two different actors. Obviously, Logan slash Wolverine being the one exception. Um, but, you know, with the, the younger and older versions of a lot of these characters with Magneto and even Charles and, and the like. Um, so if they want to cast these a third time, it's going to be easiest to pull them from different universes, I think. And then that way they can be like, oh, this is, you know, if they want to do some of the ones we recognize, they can be like, oh, we'll pull Storm and, I don't know, Kitty Pride from this one. And we'll pull Cyclops and, I don't know, Dazzler from this other one. Uh, and uh, that way they can uh, utilize the, because, I mean, we're doing the multiverse for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it, you can go shopping within the multiverse is the thing. But that being said, I think that the character that is gonna, probably going to be the impetus of all of this and the one that ties them all together is Deadpool. I, on, I honestly think that Deadpool is going to have a big part in bringing the X-Men into the MCU properly. <laughs> so, Because mm-hmm. he's here. We, we've got him. You know, he came with the Fox deal. And, um, you know, we, we know we're getting Deadpool 3 next year. We know that we'll, a version of Wolverine appears in it with Hugh Jackman. So odds are we're going into another universe. I mean, because with the last Deadpool, we already did kind of... He already effed with the timelines. So why not go multiverse with Deadpool in the process. And you know, that's the kind of thing that Deadpool would do is like, he would just start grabbing people and like, you're coming with me now. Uh, and eventually Deadpool is going to end up in our, in 616, probably with a pocket full of people that maybe came, you know, of their free will, probably some of them not. Um, and he will absolutely break the fourth wall and point out the fact <laughs> That these are people that you may or may not. <laughs> so, that's that's my theory. So, I don't know if you got your own th- theory, Holly, or if you, th- you thought that far ahead. Uh, not yet, but I'm I'm liking what you're putting down. Okay, we've parked a lot of things in the background, but it's like we know the X Men mm-hmm. are coming. We know the X Men are coming. We know the Fantastic Four are coming. Maybe Deadpool has something to do with the Fantastic Four as well. I don't know. Right. Uh, so, you know, but I, I, you know, I could be completely off base, but honestly, I, 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 uh, you know, as, as funny and, you know, kind of not that serious as Deadpool movies are, Deadpool also takes like his responsibilities kind of seriously. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's like, yeah, we need you. He's going to be like, absolutely. I mean, he's going to give you the finger probably and insult you in the process, but he'll still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I guess we'll have to wait till uh, next summer when we get Deadpool 3 to know for sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, yeah. 
I was like, is, is it, 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 yeah, yeah. I had to listen for a second. I'm like, is that Kelsey Grammer's voice? And I'm like, by Jove it is. So, but yeah, I can't, I can't necessarily see them pulling Kelsey Grammer in long term as, as Hank. Um, Although I imagine these days that that Hank is probably a lot of CGI and not makeup, uh, like back in the day, uh, when the when they were making those X Men films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, obviously, you know, they can limit it to him being an actual literal doctor and scientist, and then that also makes it a lot easier on Kelsey Grammer. Um. But um, yeah, I I I I think maybe we'll I think maybe we'll still see a familiar face or and or hear a familiar voice or two, but I think for the most part they are going to do their own casting for the X Men, and it's just going to be they're from a different universe, mm-hmm. therefore you know this is not. Kelsey Grammer. This is not Halle Berry. You know, this is not Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, right. So, or whoever. So, as fun as some of those are, and you know, I know some people have their opinion on Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine. I'm looking at my husband through the wall. Uh, (laughs) He really loves Wolverine as a character. It's like get it right. Oh, he really liked Logan. He liked the film Logan. So, um, yeah. I, I, hopefully, you know, we get to see well-trained uh, actor as as Professor X again one more time. Um, but you know, at the same time, he's also pushing like ninety. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh... We'll have to we'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I liked it. Uh, I'm glad I got to see it at the movie theater. I just think that the Marvel movies are best enjoyed on a big screen with a good sound system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I'm never going to be able to listen to Memory from Cats and have the, the same, same way experience again. ever again. Yeah. Oh, well played, Marvel. Well played. Every yes. so often they do that. They'll find a pop, a well known song, and use it in a way that's like, okay, you got me. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Again, I'm looking at you, Deadpool too. Can't listen to Dolly Parton's Nine to Five and get the same images in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my yeah any thoughts nope if you haven't seen it i highly recommend you do you're not going to be disappointed don't pay attention to the debbie downers critics mm-hmm. they do not know what they are talking about this is a mm-hmm. fantastic marvel movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> i mean i will I will 
acquiesce that the strike probably didn't help and that because then they were not able right. to do promotion correct because i know how important like doing these red carpets and the the press junkets are to even the most popular stuff um you know ips or whatever the being able to do promotion makes a huge difference so i will acquiesce that the the the, the strike not ending you know quote unquote in time probably made a difference in some of its box office performance but as this is a film with three female leads including two of them of color directed by a woman and written written by three women and directed by one of those women who women who's also a woman of color mm-hmm. you know that the haters yep also had something to do with this so because in general the consensus on things like rotten tomatoes says it's funny and refreshing refreshingly brief which you know i guess after like you know infinity war and gaming three hours a piece brief is good uh Mm -hmm. because you didn't really this one didn't need to be very long no it did Uh, you know, there, there could have been a few spots where maybe they could have given maybe a bit more exposition for those that weren't right. necessarily caught up on everything. But for the most part, you, you, you know what you need to know in less than two hours um, and elevated by the chemistry of its three leads. And that's definitely the case. Like the, the you could tell that these three got on together well, um, you know, the relationships between the, the, the three and their. Uh, you know, the, the characters as, you know, they did not divert from what we expect from these characters, if you know these characters already. I mean, Kamala, she jumped straight from her Disney Plus series right into the film. We even get some of the same visual effects. Yes, which is so cool. With the, with the comics and stuff and her hand drawings to, mm-hmm. to bridge the two. And I mean, Kamala, it's exact same personality we had in Miss Marvel. I mean, this picks up literally where miss marvel yes this marvel series ends with her accidentally switching spots with carol yeah. you know monica is definitely you know the the no no funny business sword slash saber agent she was when she gets her memories back in wandavision and carol is exactly carol you know uh you know the carol we've seen in in the film so far and you know the the personalities still work, but they stay true to the character, and the the way it's written just it makes sense. It absolutely works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I uh, applaud our, our scriptwriters for that. It's directed really well. Like I said, you know, with an hour and forty five minutes compared to what we're used to, that's nothing for an MCU film, but. This one doesn't, this is not one of those that needs to be just bulging at the seams with information. This is, this is, I mean, it is setting up stuff, but not a whole lot. Right. Yeah, we've got bigger, worse things that are coming down the pipeline. (laughs) So Uh some of that we'll talk about next week when we stay within the MCU, but go back to Disney+. Plus. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep. Yeah. For all time, 
protect the sacred timeline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there's not, not every single MCU movie needs to be the Avengers or mm-hmm. Infinity War or Endgame or Winter Soldier or, you know, stuff like that. Some of them could just be fun. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what this is. So, yeah. You know, if it is, you know, I, I've, it's not, it's been what two weeks since it got released, mm-hmm. um, and I know in my local theater they're already trimming back how many showings it's presenting on a daily basis. So, you know, box o- how it's doing the box office determines how long a film stays in your local movie theater. So mm-hmm. if you want to see it on the big screen, you need to do it sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, so um, that being said, it is the best opening figure for a black female director. Uh, So, so, yeah, if any of our listeners want to give their two cents about uh, the Marvels, which I know we're going to get some feedback from Shalane. Thank you, Shalane. And maybe from Aaron as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you, Aaron. You can, if anyone else besides Shalane and Aaron want to send us feedback, you can email us, fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com, where you can connect with all our various social media accounts um, and all of our little personal ones as well, if you want to follow us individually, mm-hmm. uh, which I highly recommend at least following our the show's social media accounts as uh, we're recording this. I will be at Galaxy Con in Columbus, Ohio this weekend. Woot, woot. Uh, so hopefully you're going to see Zan uh, Yay. when when she's there. Uh, obviously her husband Chris is going to be there the entire weekend. So make sure you go see Chris Sprouse in the uh, artist area. Um, you know, tell him who you are. Tell him you're a listener of the Five Shan Girls and or Gold Standard. He will know what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Um, yes. And maybe Sam will be there. And maybe I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> hanging out too. Uh, but I'm not this 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 year, unlike last year, where I was like getting so many photo ops and so many autographs. This year, not so much. So I have like two autographs to get and one photo op. Uh, otherwise, I will be wandering. Hopefully actually going to panels this time. Because I did not go to a single panel last year. Um, so hopefully I'll get a chance to check out what panels are like at uh, this particular event. Uh, but yeah, I will be posting on probably mostly our Instagram. So um, that's the best place. Uh, but our Instagram feeds into our Twitter, which also feeds into our Facebook. So uh <laughs> there's that uh so links for all that we are on the website uh there's also the link to the book club which holly mentioned earlier so you can go and get your vote in for that and or join the discussion current discussion um so there's that um if you wish to financially support us which we always appreciate but uh definitely kind of want to point out a little more obviously this time of year as you know you're 
shopping online and or uh you know uh thinking of uh paying it forward uh, as we're recording this tomorrow is giving tuesday uh mm-hmm. so do have uh we do have some amazon wish lists uh if you wish to purchase from those you know if you're already on amazon buying stuff anyway maybe you don't have prime and you need to add something to your cart to to get free shipping there you go uh or even if you want to because you have free shipping even better um there's that or if you just want to um you know give us a straight donation don't want to have to worry about ship you know worrying about something shipping and getting to the right place at the right time or whatever um you can do that too with a link to our, our paypal which is also on every page of the website if you just scroll down uh to the bottom uh so um there is that so but we really appreciate everyone's support whether it's a like or a repost or sending a feedback or giving us your money it's all good we all appreciate it hopefully you all aren't still in a turkey coma from thanksgiving for those who celebrate and then what did my husband make for dinner tonight? Turkey with mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, which isn't even Thanksgiving leftovers because we went somewhere else. He just made turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy because he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing wrong with that, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, yeah. Smother anything in gravy. It's all good. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, I guess unless, uh, there's anything else we need to touch upon. Don't think so. All right, then. In that case, we shall sign off for this week. All right. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, no more touching shit, especially glowing, mysterious shit. Perfect way to end it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Five Ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit Fangirls Give Back. We love our Fiveish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. Mm-hmm.